Hello and welcome to the CyberSec Study audio podcast for the new 8-domain CISSP exam. This is Domain 3, Episode 5, entitled Security Engineering. You're listening to the free version of this episode, which does not include all of the content that's available in the full version of this episode, located on the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. So let's begin. Informational note number 23. The most common attack on any cipher is a brute force attack, which involves randomly trying every possible key. As computational power increases, the time it takes to try random keys decreases, and hence the amount of time that it takes to crack a cipher decreases. And I think that this point right here is the only reason that electronic commerce is possible. It's possible that any mathematical key can be broken, but given the amount of processing power that's readily available and affordable, time is an ally of cryptography. The only reason we can purchase merchandise online is because it would be too expensive and time-consuming to break the encryption that secures our cyber transactions. Informational note number 24. The limitations of a symmetric key crypto system include the secure distribution of keys. Another weakness of symmetric key crypto systems is it can only provide confidentiality. Symmetric key crypto systems cannot provide digital certificates for non-repudiation and they can't authenticate a user or device's identity. The management of symmetric keys is also very difficult. As more users of the crypto system are added, one individual would need a separate shared secret key with each individual that they want to communicate with and it becomes more difficult to manage so many keys. Term number 221, Advanced Encryption Standard, AES. AES is a symmetric key block cipher. It was developed by two Belgium cryptographers named Joan Damon and Vincent Ridgemont. AES has a fixed block size of 128 bits and an encryption key size of either 128, 192, or 256 bits. Term number 222, Blowfish. Blowfish is also a symmetric key block cipher. It was developed by Bruce Schneier, who intended for it to be unpatented and freely used by anyone in any country. It has a 64-bit block size and a variable key length from 1 to 448 bits. Term number 223, Asymmetric Key Cryptography. Asymmetric cryptography is also referred to as public key cryptography. Unlike symmetric key cryptography's one shared key, Asymmetric or public key cryptography 
uses two different keys, a public key and a private key. And these keys are mathematically connected to each other. The public key can be made visible and accessible to the public, and it's generally used to encrypt a message. The corresponding private key must be kept secret and is generally used to decrypt a message or to digitally sign a message. However, the public key can be used to encrypt or decrypt, and the private key can also be used to encrypt or decrypt. A crypto system could be designed to implement all four objectives of cryptography, confidentiality, integrity, authentication, and non-repudiation. And you would use the public key or the private key depending on which of these four objectives you're trying to accomplish. Informational note number 25. If you want to send an encrypted message to someone using an asymmetric key cryptographic system, you would obtain the public key of the person you want to send the message to, encrypt the message with that recipient's public key, not your public key, and send the encrypted message to the recipient so that the recipient can decrypt the message with their corresponding private key. Informational note number 26. By digitally signing a message, you apply a unique digital mark to the message that only you have. By digitally signing a message, you also provide verification of a message's authenticity to prevent message tampering. You would digitally sign a message using an asymmetric key crypto system by using your private key. Term number 224, steganography. Steganography can use photos or audio files to hide information within other information. Term number 225, digital signature. Similar to a regular signature, a digital signature can be uniquely produced by an individual but difficult for anyone else to copy. Once attached to a message, it cannot be removed without detection. Digital signatures can be used to prove that a message was developed by a particular individual. A digital signature is a hashed message signed by someone's private key. Term number 226. Cryptographic hash function. Wikipedia defines a cryptographic hash function as a hash function or algorithm that takes an arbitrary block of data and returns a fixed size bit string, such that an accidental or intentional change to the data will change the hash value. It's like pouring beans into a bean counter or bits into a bit counter. A hash function will count every bit and look at its orientation as either a 0 or a 1. It records this information so that if you run a message through a hashing function, it will produce the same hash value every time. If even one bit changes in the message, the hash value will be different and you will know 
that the message has changed. A cryptographic hash function is a one-way function. So you run a message through a hashing algorithm and it produces a hash value. You don't then try to return the hash value into the original message, as with encryption. Examples of cryptographic hash algorithms include MD5, SHA, SHA-1, SHA-3, and HAVAL. Term number 227, hash collision. A hash collision takes place when two separate messages generate the exact same hash value. And this is certainly something we don't want to happen. Term number 228, Message Authentication Code, or MAC. A message authentication code, also known as a cryptographic checksum, is a small block of data that's generated using a secret key and then appended to a message. When the message is received, the recipient can generate her own MAC using the secret key and thereby know that the message has not been changed either accidentally or intentionally during transit. Where digital signatures are generated using asymmetric keys, MAC values are generated using symmetric keys. And that's a very key point. As such, a MAC cannot provide non-repudiation. That concludes the free version of this episode. To purchase the full version of this episode and all of the other episodes for all eight domains, which contain more additional content for just $1 an episode, go to the website at www.cybersexstudy.com. You can purchase a USB drive with all of the full audio versions or download them instantly. You can also sign up for a two-week online or on-site boot camp for just $500. With my guarantee that you'll pass the exam the first time or I'll give you a full refund.